Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Frequency Dojo. Your sensei bros today will be Master Hayes and Master JB. Prepare to earn your black belt in Padrati. going on film family it's one of your hosts ceo hayes in the building i'm joined by the prodigal one himself mr jb what's going on brother what's going on hayes what's going on film family yes it is i the prodigal one jb back for another episode <laughs> and this week we'll be reviewing cobra kai season two uh which is i, I think it's on point it's funny that we're doing the series because cobra kai seasons one and two were just made available on netflix a couple of days ago and it's funny because I'm watching it, like, all the conversation about it on Twitter and Facebook, and it's like people honestly did not know that this show even existed until it was on Netflix. That's why I think Netflix pushed back season three to not debut till 2021 uh, on top of COVID probably, but it's really good to see that so many people are, so many new people are finding the show because I really think, bro, this is going to be one of Netflix's biggest hits ever. Yeah, I think so. The 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 show already has like tremendous steam behind it and it has a tremendous following behind it. So now with the Netflix name on it, it can only be bigger. Well, what really happened was Netflix was like, yo, the film bros are actually doing a review. We need to get this shit. And that's it. They got the deal because of us. There you go. I mean, hey, I believe it too. The film bros, we're 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 uh groundbreaking here uh but before we get into our review of cobra kai season two we have a, a few news items for you guys to talk about the first one i think everyone ev anyone who's like in the culture in the film conversation uh you're going to be hearing a lot of talk about this chadwick boseman unexpectedly passed away after a four-year battle with colon cancer i think what's surprising in this is that if you look most of his Black Panther run, which is him being the the the, the biggest probably film of his career, he had already been diagnosed. He would have already been diagnosed with this colon cancer. And to think about the shape he got himself in, the tour that he went on afterwards, he almost had to gear up from that right into Infinity War, which is the biggest movie of all time. Um, and it makes a lot of sense with stuff. And I guess we'll talk about this second. I want to talk about his life first um, because there's an aspect of this and how. You know, Marvel and his family played this that I want to talk about as well. But what do you think about what did, what did you, where were you at when you heard about the passing of Chadwick Boseman? And then, I mean, if you can think of a role, I know you don't really watch Marvel movies. What was your favorite role of his? 100%. It was Black Panther. And I even, I don't know if I said this on a, on a podcast before or a different podcast or on a Facebook post, but as you know, and everyone knows, I'm not a huge comic book head. But mm. in terms of comic movies, Black Panther was my favorite. I just loved the movie. I loved the whole Wakanda. I loved, I loved everything about it. So, yeah, when I heard the news that uh, he had passed, I was shocked. First of all, I didn't even know he had cancer. And then, you know, I was sad. But then I was like, wow, like all this guy went through and all he did, like some of the things you just mentioned, all this time he had cancer and no one ever really knew. I mean, I didn't know. And I don't know if, if it, this was a public thing. I don't think it was. But it's just tremendous to see his work ethic knowing what he was going through and such a, a 2020 has been so fucked up so far, man. Yeah. And I think when you, when you look at, at, uh, a, like I said, the shape that he was able to get himself in for black Panther, but B, like how his, how his, his physical form 
has changed since then. Like he, it was like him speaking at college graduations and stuff. Like he was considerably smaller. And I think at one time there was speculation, like, is he sick? And then that kind of quickly went away because there was no announcements. People just assumed it was for a role, but now it kind of makes sense. Like this guy was fighting his ass off, uh, battling this cancer. And that's, amazing to see black panther came out in 2018 so when you think about the standard time post-production and everything with the movie it was probably filmed in 2017 if not started late 2016 so he's legit the biggest role of his career um most of that time he was fighting cancer and that is commendable because that marvel press tour is nothing to shake your head at they they go all over the place um and the fact that he was able to still stand up and do this is is amazing. And, you know, eventually I think we do have to have a conversation on what Marvel's going to do. Black Panther 2 has already been announced. If they're going to hold on to those plans. I don't think it's appropriate right now to have any type of recasting talks now. Like, I've seen people do it. I made a post about it. Like, stop all that. I don't think it's appropriate right now. But eventually we do have to have, the, we will probably have those conversations when we see what Marvel does. But let's just put a pin in that and hold that to later. Something that I want to point out, though, is that um is that uh the fact that his family his loved ones everyone respected he wanted to battle this cancer in in, in, in private because no nobody talked you didn't hear usually with celebrities you get some type of something leaking out i i can think of charlie sheen before he announced that he had hiv the speculation was already out there people had already he he confirmed it because of speculation coming out there so the fact that people around him respected him this enough to know his battle and stuff i think is a beautiful thing what do you think about that yeah i think it just goes to show how rock solid his circle was you know they always tell yeah. you try to keep stay in small circles and tight circles and circles you could trust and the fact that nobody you know sold his sold that story because that's we're talking about chadwick boseman we're talking about black panther huge person could have made some good you know 10k for that at least for that type of story and you know they respected him enough to keep it under wraps so just goes to show what kind of circle he was in and and in regards to people trying to cast black panther too like bro like it fuck it hasn't even been 48 hours bro let like let like just chill like i understand movies no i don't think there's that many people that are as obsessed with movies and film like us we're doing a damn podcast about film but even when we understand, like, give it some time, bro. Also, one of the most, and I have to ask you this, one of the most heartbreaking things I think I've seen all this weekend is people posting pictures of their kids and, like, their kids just um, paying tribute to Black Panther. And, like, they have, like, their action figures set up and they have, like, Black Panther, you know, in laying and yeah. in the middle and they're doing their Wakanda signs. And it really, like, breaks my heart seeing that. Because a lot of these kids are young. So my question to you is, you have some young kids. Have you explained to them what happened, how they have t taken it? Do they understand? Okay, so Amaya's older. She's 12. She she knows. Um, Alana knows, too. The one that I'm afraid and I haven't is Alan. And here's the reason why. My youngest son, Alan, who we're talking about, he was so happy to have a black superhero right and after black panther i introduced him to spawn and everything so he kind of knows other black superheroes now he was so happy to have a superhero that kind of looked like him even though even though alan's fair of skin um that to tell him like because i don't think he'll understand the difference between chadwick bozeman passing away and black panther passing away so mm. i'm terrified like so no i haven't had that conversation with him yet because i just I'm not ready to see the look on his face, to be honest with you, bro. And how how did um, your daughters take it, though? 
Um, they a lot of the, she. Uh, they both just said it was sad. Um, they both wanted to watch Black Panther afterwards. Uh, and I think it was, I think because they do understand the difference between the role and the actor. Of course, they associate with Black Panther the character, and I think that you know because they understand the difference, it wasn't as hard for them. But like Amaya was like, oh wow, that sucks. And for us, for example, like my family's been ridden with can- like I've lost three to five family members over the last six years from cancer, different, different forms of cancer. So our family's been hit hard with cancer. So I think that that definitely resonated with them as well, because they know the battle that our family members have had with cancer lately. Yeah. And the last thing also I wanted to bring up with this, which pissed me, it just pissed me off more than I think it pissed me off about people asking who, who's going to be casted as black Panther. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what streaming service this was. Maybe you'll know. But there was a streaming service that had Black Panther on their streaming service for free. I don't remember what it was. And after this news dropped, they took it off for free. Because they know people, like, so many people went back and watched Black Panther. It's like, you know, that's what you do. So they're, like, profiteering on a death of of that. How how fucked up is that? And while you talk, I'm going to try to see if I can find exactly who it was. But how fucked up is that? Listen, I didn't didn't know that. that's really fucking disgusting if you didn't see my reaction to it because it's like this fam not only did we lose this man and i th- i don't think that maybe they understand how important a the character was to uh, to the culture but also chadwick boseman himself like he every almost every role that he's picked jackie robinson little richard these are all important people in the history of black culture in in just our entertainment so the fact that they would try to like profiteer off somebody's death alone is disgusting. Um, and I hope that that not a single fucking person bought that shit because that's just fucking that I can't I can't even really put into words how fucking disgusting that is, to be honest with you, bro. Like I I wish that's that's fucking stupid to me, man. I don't that's fucking dumb. Yeah, um, I wish I would know who it was, but yeah, it's I when I saw that, I was like so heated. I'm like are you like are, are they that hard up for money? I, I I can't um I can't find it, but I'll I'll look for it and before we close out, I'll probably find it. But yeah, just just some bullshit. But yeah. at any rate, you know, definitely a huge loss for the culture, for for comic book heads, and just for film lovers in general. For sure, for sure. Um, so let's let's move off the sad stuff for now. Uh, we will have a moment of silence for Chadwick before we start the actual review. Um, or. Yeah, we'll have a moment of silence for him before we start the review. Uh, Last two pieces of news that we have. Um, New Mutants debuted. I actually did get to go to the theaters with with my kids to see this movie. Um, I may do a a shorter review for it. Uh, But surprisingly, it's expected to do, like some reports have it at 8 million. Some say 10 million. Some say maybe up to 12 million, just depending on it. And then like these... these, Outlets that have reported that have it as like a disappointing eight million. Listen, for a movie that's not anything major, no major characters, not super big name actors, in a time where the movie theaters are still basically just reopening, I think that eight, even if it's at the low end of eight million, that's still pretty good to me. It is absolutely good. I mean, uh, it's just eight million. What other movies are making eight million right now? Yeah, it's the number you know? one box office in the country right now. So exactly. So I would. I exactly. It's the number one in the box office right now because. You what are you gonna do? It's it's you have to take what you can get at this point. It's either A, you, you bring it to the box office knowing you're gonna take a hit, or B, take it straight to streaming, or or do both. So you can't be upset at those numbers. I mean, look at what's going on with the world right now. Yeah, and there's no way it would have done that much on streaming. It's just it just wouldn't have done that much. Not not in one yeah. week. 
No way in one week. Um, and I, the movie was surprisingly better than what I was expecting going in. Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll have a review at some point, but it, it, I will say this, that I think I, there are way worse movies that come out every year than this. Like those February, it's way better than anything released usually in February. That's what I'll say. Yeah, so I think um I, I'll probably give it a watch too because only because I remember you telling me like kind of the the summary and and the, the plot. So it is something interesting, and who knows, maybe I like it. We'll see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Last bit of news that we have: Tenet, new movie for Christopher Nolan, which has had surprisingly mixed reviews. I don't know how many of the reviews you've gotten to see yet, bro, but surprisingly, I just I thought that this movie would get amazing reviews, but um. It did. It's released internationally so far. It releases in this country next week. Forty million dollars in box office overseas, bro. What do you think of that? That's that's impressive. Forty forty million dollars is impressive. So um, I I haven't had a chance to to um, read any reviews, but honestly, there's sometimes that I I watch a movie and I don't look at reviews because I feel like reviews will skew me going in. And I believe Tenet is one of those movies. You're good, bro. You're good. I have muted it in the recording. You're good. Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> um, so I uh I feel like Tenet is one of those movies that if it's not your cup of tea, you may not like it. And uh, I don't want to. I don't want my mind to be altered before I go into it because obviously this is going to be kind of science fiction. You already know how I am with science fiction, but I also love Chris Nolan, so I don't want my mind to be skewed. So I haven't read any reviews. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, it's I, I really don't read spoiler reviews when movies come out, but I, I it's just a habit of mine. I read reviews, um, but yeah. So since you don't read them, I'm not going to get into anything that's on the reviews. Forty million dollars, really solid though in this day yeah. and age. I think honestly, forty million dollars overseas in general would be a pretty solid release. Um, so yeah, Tenet. There you go. Tenet is going to be the first major release uh, since theaters reopened. So I can't wait to see if this. If New Mutants did between eight and ten million dollars, Tenet easily is probably going to do about about forty to fifty over. Here. I was about to say like five times that. Yeah. So uh, we'll definitely see that. Uh, but that's it for the news that we have this week. Uh, before we get into the actual Cobra Kai review, we're going to take a moment of silence for uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, and then we'll be right back after the review. Cobra Kai is back where it belongs. Back on top. But the real story's only just begun. Thought you were dead. Cobra Kai never dies. Ever since the tournament, all I've been thinking about are ways to destroy Cobra Kai. That opening our dojo, make sure you can balance that. Balance is my thing. We got some new recruits. Cobras, show them what real karate looks like. It's just an insane karate cult that's brainwashing half the school. That's why I'm opening up Miyagi-Do.
We got room for one more. Someday the fight may come to you. And I want to make sure you're ready. Got you. It's time to see what Miyagi-Do is made of. Something tells me there's a can of wax in my future. All right, that was a moment of silence for Chadwick Boseman. We are now going to get into our review for Cobra Kai Season 2. Overall, I don't know about you, JB, again, like usual, we haven't talked before this about what we're reviewing specifically, but re-watching this, I feel like this season, this, this season in the storyline is the best Karate Kid sequel ever. One million percent. Um, as good, as good, because I don't want to, I don't want to shit on Cobra Kai season one, because Cobra Kai season one was great, but as good as it was, season two was better. I feel sure. like, I, and we're going to get into it and chop it up a little bit, but I feel like there was more s story progression and there was way more character development. Not only in, I feel like season one was more geared towards Johnny and, uh, and, and Daniel. Danny. Whereas here, we got more of that, but we also got the kids as well. You know, Sam, Miguel, Robbie, and a new character, Tori. We got more character development from them. We got Crease. And I think for the first time in this show, we have a true villain. Because I don't, I don't consider John, Johnny wasn't a villain in either, and Daniel wasn't a villain. But now we have a true villain in Crease. I agree with everything you said there. Whereas season one focused on Danny and Johnny more than the kids. And I think because that's the hook, right? For the people who are lifelong Karate Kid fans and nostalgia, it's all about it's all about Johnny and Danny. Season two, because now we've we've been introduced to these kids playing these technically side roles to, to Johnny and Danny, they were able to focus on the kids more and deepen that because for the longevity of this show, if it's gonna be around four, five, six seasons, God God bless if it's around longer than that, it's going to have to be based off the stories of the children, right? The kids, let me not say the children, the teenagers. And they did that very well, like making, fleshing them out as characters, uh, fleshing out some of their motivations. I always forget the kid with the with the cliff lip. Um, I love what they Hawk. did with his character. I love, uh, Hawk, yeah, that's right. I love what they did with his character. Um, there was just a lot in the season as far as the character building. And, you know, even I've told you, I can do without Miguel's character. I, I Well, <laughs> the acting in it. His acting wasn't much better. But I like how they paralleled him, uh, Johnny's son, and, and Johnny, and how, like, that triad, now, and now they don't all have a relationship together, but how conflicted Johnny feels uh, with with basically those two kids hating each other but he loves both of them so it was so much in this in this uh in this uh season here i think uh like you said the new character of tori as well um her against danny's daughter everything here made sense whereas with some shows like they put people against each other because it just that's kind of what they have to do to make to make the story go forward it they they earned it here Everything they did was earned here. What do you What do you think? Yeah, hundred percent. Like sometimes they just do things just to do things, and um, while they might have just do it to do it, there was reasoning behind it, and there was build. It didn't just happen one, two, three. They didn't just you know they didn't just start you know go to school and they have a fist fight. No, it led up to that. They had the they had that one episode when they had the drinking. They were challenging each other with drinking, and then like they both like Miguel, and it was just like an upward rise. All two, which I'm sure we'll get in a little bit later. The, the final uh, the final battle at the end of season Man, listen. two, which is phenomenal. You want to jump Bro, that I, right now? We can't. No, I mean, you know, because I think we need to talk about the story leading up to it so yes. that it all pays off. But it all culminated in that in a great way. And I love the fact that it was Danny's student technically that hurt Miguel so bad. You feel me? Because it would have if it would have been Miguel who snapped and hurt Rob, right, Robbie, right? That's his, that's Robbie, his name. Yeah, yeah, hurt Robbie. 
it would have kind of made sense as, as Miguel being the one for Cobra Kai. But the fact that it was it was Robbie from uh, Miyagi Do that caused that, and we'll talk about it. So um, yeah, there's a let, lot to unpack with that scene, which we'll we'll yeah. get into a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely, for sure, for sure. Um, so let's let's break down. So this story picks up right after uh, the ending of season one with Kreese and Johnny and their fight. Um, and I love how early on we see that Kreese is still the manipulator. Him, him, he's, he's manipulating the shit out of Johnny from early on. He comes in with like this, this bravado or whatever, but throughout this season, I think it shows why Johnny was the way he was as a kid. And there's just something about Kreese that is able to make Johnny do things that he does not want to do. And I think that was a great way to start off this season. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, Kreese hasn't lost a touch. He's still the yeah. same asshole. He still has a, that, that sort of control uh, mentally over Johnny. Um, but I want to ask you, because when Kreese first was introduced to season two, he wasn't like a, 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 you know, a villain right away. He was trying to act like the good guy and like, oh, he lost everything. And I, for one, was not fooled at all because we, we, we've seen Kreese's work already. So mm -hmm. did you at all think like, oh, shit, this is different. They're giving us a different look at Kreese or were you like, no? So there was one point in the season after like uh, Kreese had told him he was staying at the fancy hotel and it ended up that he wasn't. That I honestly thought, all right, Kreese saw Johnny back on top of it and he had an affection for Johnny. He's like. Hey, maybe I can make up for failing Johnny before. There was a brief time because you know for a nice portion of the season, Kreese is he is playing. He's in the background. He even does what yes. Johnny says. But then we start seeing Kreese turn Johnny's students against him and how he's using that space. Um, but yeah, they they had me. There was a I would say there was a very small period of maybe maybe an episode and a half where I'm like maybe Kreese honestly is trying to make amends and I, I thought they may have been going into a storyline where maybe Chris Chris was sick and he didn't want to tell Johnny and this was the way so very a very very small time and then almost as soon as I started being like okay yeah maybe I'm settling in Chris maybe is trying to look out for Johnny we start seeing this the, the manipulation him showing up in Miyagi though and, and and sending the kids to, to break into their uh dojo or whatever like and I was like, all right, this is this is the crease that I know and love. And I love crease is a great villain. I, I love crease as a villain. Yeah, 100 percent. I love him as a villain as yeah. well. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting to see him come back. And and uh, he was great. He was great. And obviously, I'm sure we're going to get more of him in, in season three. And at the end, sure. we can talk a little bit about, you know, where we think we season three is going to go and what we've heard so far and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, let's continue talking about the storyline. So now we have these new characters introduced. Uh, I think Daniel, and I correct me if I'm wrong, Miyagito wasn't didn't have that many students in season one. I mean, it was just his daughter and Robbie, I believe. Now yeah, that's it. They actually have a full dojo. They had like eight, ten students, if I, if, if I can remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So and, now you and, have these two. And I think the the story that they get of like Danny making that commercial first, where he's like snakes in the grass, and he throws shots at Cobra Kai. You know, I like I always love the fact that they do show that Danny is petty as shit when it comes to Johnny. Otherwise, petty. when John when Johnny's not involved or Cobra Kai is not involved, Danny is a is a straightforward good dude, father, businessman, everything else. But for some reason. When it's Johnny and Cobra Kai's name brought up, he turns into this dick, right? He gets this petty bone in his body. He gets this spiteful thing that he just, it's like he still has to prove himself. So when he cut that commercial, and then it didn't work for them, right? And then they tried to do the demonstration. Cobra Kai shows them at the, up at the demonstration. Um, I, I like that they're not afraid to paint both these, not villains, right? Crease is the villain. But I like right. that, they're, that they're able to point Danny as an antagonist 
and Johnny as an antagonist today, like they're both painted as good guys and antagonists in different parts in this season. Crease is the villain. Johnny and, and Danny are both flawed people who just hate each other. I think that's what, and I don't even know if it's necessarily hate, but it's this constant thing to prove that they're better than the other. Yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, one upping each other and, and, you know, measure, you know, dick measuring contest basically. Mm. But the one person who's not having any of this shit. Is is Daniel's wife because she's just oh, over it. She's tired. She's always he's tired. I mean, they had they had that fight. Was it was it season two where they had the fight at the house? No, that was this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Season you said season right. two. Yeah, it was this season. So they had the fight in the house. Daniel is is lacking on his. his he holds a car dealership, but he's not spending as much time. He's trying to open up a dojo. So he's so enthralled with all this, and it's pissing off. It's pissing off his wife, which leads me to believe. I wonder, you know, what happens. Uh, with season three, you know, do, are they going to go through a little bit of a, a break or, or, you know, what's going to happen there? But, yeah, she's not having any of that. I think and we'll talk about where we go with season three, because I think season three is going to go in a darker place for Danny than what we expect. And I'll say why when we get into that. But, yeah, you're right. Like and it even ends in this season where she tells him no more dojo. This shit has to end. Um, they lose. They lose. I think what the guy quits or whatever. I forget his name because Danny skips out on a meeting. That's why I say it's. Legit, his need to be better than Cobra Kai is going is his downfall ultimately. And we'll talk about that as we go too. And I think Johnny in this, this season, to me, for anyone who kind of doubted how good of a heart Johnny has, that has to go away this season. If season one didn't make it go away, Johnny has a great heart, but he's he manipulated by Cre- by Crease. The way that he wants his students to work together, the fact that he saw Miguel go, go down a dark path and he he was harder on Miguel. To get him to be like, hey, I don't want you doing this stuff. That I don't want you to be this ruthless. I don't want you to break the rules when it comes to fighting. And he sees because Miguel is the leader of those children uh, under his under his tutelage, he knows that if he can connect through Miguel, he can get the rest of them. So he has to get Miguel on board. Go ahead. Right. So t- like pre-Cobra Kai TV series, the, the, the root of Cobra Kai has always been no mercy. It's always been mm-hmm. no mercy. That's that's Kreese's motto, no mercy. And that's what Johnny grew up with. That's what all the Cobra Kai's grew up with. And uh, that's sort of why Johnny was the way he was when he's younger. However, Johnny, as we've said before, he's kind of turned a new leaf now. So he's teaching these kids differently. Like, be merciful. Don't don't yeah. be that asshole. Be merciful. But that's why I can't wait till we talk at the, about the end because, like, that sort of backfires now on him with that sometimes not having mercy might be the right thing. So – We'll talk about that later, but yeah. So, what are your thoughts in terms of Johnny's new thinking versus Crease's new thinking, and how later that affects what we see in the, the the big fight at the end? Well, I think I think Crease's power has always been in the fact that when somebody's at their weakest and they feel like they've been beaten up on and they feel powerless, the fact of saying "show no mercy" sounds very good in that situation, right? 100%. And he knows, like, at any time, showing mercy at some point, even the most merciful person. At some point, it feels like, damn, should I have really done that? And just that thought, the fact that everybody's going to have that thought that shows mercy is going to give Crease a lane into their psyche. Exactly. And Crease picked a really good time to take over because he literally did what you just said. He he took over when everyone was at their weakest and mm-hmm. he saw a lane to get into and he just swooped right in there and took it over. So um, the writing there is just beautiful because if this was real life, 
someone that's of Creed, uh, you know, Creed's character and his mindset. That's exactly what he would do and how he would do it. So I think great writing on that on that aspect. Um, one thing also I want to ask you about is what do you think about this whole love square? I can't even say triangle because it's more of a square with Robbie and Sam and Miguel and Tori because we haven't really had too much lovey-dovey type of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all been like action or whatever. So they're incorporating that aspect into it. What do you think about them incorporating that aspect and what do you think about that whole storyline? At least in recent memory, in a show that's mainly built around High school age kids. I think this was the best love circle storyline that I have ever seen. And that's just because I'm a huge fan of Cobra Kai. Because when you think about it, everyone has their reasons for why they feel the way they do, right? Tori, new girl. She takes a liking to Miguel. Miguel at the time is still getting over his breakup with Danny's daughter. So they they become close. You, at that, that scene in the skating rink um, when... Robbie's kind of trying to show off he's moved on and you can see that what's Daniel's daughter's name is it Allie no that's the Sam Sam um yeah. and Sam's kind of like damn you're with this girl like and her and, and Tori had, had a, a run-in before then um and then you have kind of Robbie Robbie's the only one in this who legit he, he, do, he, he yeah he doesn't give a fuck like him, him seeing Rob because he he doesn't care he doesn't know Tori or whatever like he just cares about um Sam and so like it's it it, it was one of the more true-to-life situations that you would feel like this, right? That you would see. And then them all coming to blows, like, I love how they did it. I, that still was getting to the end fight. So, like, let's wait. Because the way that, that that end fight escalated, because it starts with Sam and Tori. You're just thinking, oh, this makes sense. And then when you, Robbie gets in, and then how Miguel comes in and, see, see, and where he sees Robbie at, anybody just seeing that imagery, not knowing the full story, would go the fuck off. And it just leads into some crazy shit. It but does, we got a while does. before we get into that. What do you think about the storyline with Hawk this season? This is one of the ones that, to me, initially started off, it was like, huh, I see where they're going, but I don't know if I agree with this. But by the end, it makes complete sense to me. What do you think? Well, I said last episode when we talked about Cobra Kai season one, Hawk is probably my favorite character in this whole se- like series. I just love his development. And we got even more of his development here where, I mean, you could one could argue and say he's a bad guy. Um, because yeah, he, he, he he's a straight he's, out he's a bully. Yeah. yeah, he's a he, he's a bully, but I think it's coming from a place where, um, he's gone through a lot because he had that whole lip the lip issue. Mm. So you know he's been bullied a lot. He was the the school nerd for the longest time, and now he's just a straight badass. He's you know he has girlfriend and he's he knows how to fight, and um, so I think it's him being able to handle that now. The fact that you introduce a character like Crease in his life that can't do any good for him. Because he was already going through that 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 yeah. path, he needs someone more like Mr. Miyagi or, or or Daniel to kind of kind of reel him in, or you know, or even Johnny. But so I can see in the future where Hawk is going to be a major heel character, um, for the likes of of everyone in Miyagi, though, like the Robbies, and if they introduce any other new characters, he's going to be more of a villain than I think even Miguel is, because Miguel is more the one that's kind of the nice one. I think Hawk is going mm-hmm. to be. That guy, he's going to be Crease's right hand. I I think, and I I I guess we'll get wait till we get it because the way that I see season three going, I think it's going to I think it's going to be really really fun. Uh, but yes. um, so we talked about Hawk, who was the next major character, I, and I forget the character, the kid's name, the kid who tries to join Cobra Kai and Crease punches the him, kid? and then the nerd kid. I like yeah, what they I don't did know what with his him name too. Is, but let's just call him nerd kid. Yeah, I like what they did with him too because 
he he was asked like Hawk was saying you might as well join Cobra Kai. He was even saying he claiming he was a member of Cobra Kai when they were playing volleyball on the beach or whatever. And then when he finally does, because Crease is the only one there and Crease is just a dick, they didn't show it because they probably didn't want to on TV. But I get the impression Crease probably just punched the kid in his face after he touches his tattoo or whatever. Um, and that sends him to Miyagi Do where he's training and he for some reason is just not getting him getting it. Danny's even saying, "Hey, this is instincts. You should have learned this. I've had you go through the training. You know this." And then it all culminates at the end in that fight where it's like, "Oh, he just kicked Hawk's ass." I love that shit. Exactly. So you know, and this is again what we were sort of talking about a few minutes ago, where the character development. It took a character that really had no layers, like that that nerdy guy, and look what they did with him. And and maybe we'll get more out of him in in season three. We talked about most of the, the the secondary characters. The only other secondary mm. character I don't think we've talked about yet is Aisha, who is Sam's best friend. Mm. But um, she actually is part of Cobra Kai. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Aisha? And if I'm not mistaken, she's the only – I want to say she's the only black person on this show. No, because you had the other kid, the the bigger kid who, act, who was in Cobra Kai and then he joins Miyagi-Do. I don't remember The him, big honestly. black kid. He's the one at the end. He, uh, he fights off against – uh, damn it! Who did he fight? Uh, he fought the big kid from uh, yeah, but he he was and he was also in that movie Beat with Anthony Anderson on Netflix. But oh. um, yeah, that kid. What are your uh, thoughts on Aisha though? But Aisha, I think I like I like I feel like she she was she took a back seat, right? I don't feel like she was in in as much, but what she she was always trying to be the voice of reason, even though she's in Cobra Kai. Uh, she was never the one that was super antagonistic to anyone. She was trying to bring everyone together, but I think because of that, she took a back seat. More so than what she did in the first season. Go ahead. Well, here's probably why. They, they She's no longer on the show. Um, she tweeted, I don't know how long ago, that they said they couldn't find a place for her. So, unfortunately, mm. she's no longer on the show. And maybe that has to do with why. Maybe they. Maybe it's true. They didn't know where. I thought, I thought to be honest with you, she could be an integral part on this show. Let me tell you why. Her and Sam are like supposed to be best friends, but in season one they kind of butt heads because now they're part of different dojos. But mm. they're also fr- they they were once childhood friends, and their their lives kind of went in different directions. And I thought there was some conflict there because Sam doesn't have that that other female, but now because they brought in Tori, she has that conflict with Tori. So there's no role for Aisha now. So yeah, she's, she's no, she won't be, we won't see her anymore. Yeah. I think, I think Aisha's character and maybe it's the, maybe it's the acting. Um, I like her I just No, no, no. Her acting's good. But I think that, I just don't think that she's one of the characters. I don't think she can play a mean streak. Like if, what Tori did. Yeah. I don't think that she, that, because I think the actress herself is such a good-hearted person that it's yeah. easier for her to play a good-hearted role. But if they wanted to True. put her, for example, against Sam, like an, an antagonist to Sam, I don't think the actress has those acting bones right now. That doesn't mean that she's she's not she can't develop that as an actress later on. But I just don't think that she has. It. And then she's so much taller and bigger than than uh, Sam. Could you really believe that if Aisha is supposed to be this Cobra Kai trainee that? Tori could really do any. I mean, Sam could really do anything. Well, she would. She should be able to wipe the floor with Sam. Exactly. Plus, I think, um, and this might have to do with a little bit of maybe not her acting. I'm not sure, but she she also has a, like a likable face. Like she, you don't look True. at her and be like, oh yeah, this is like a thug. You know, yeah. she doesn't have that look. Tori has that look. Like you see her, like oh, this, you know, she looked like she, you know, she had a tough life growing up, and she's a badass. Mm. When you look at Tori, when you look at at Aisha, she's like, oh, here's this nice girl. You know, that that's the look she gives off. 
Is Tori going to be Allie's daughter? No. You don't think so? No. I think I think we, now that you said it, that's kind of fucking crazy if that ends up being that way. But I don't I don't man, that that you just blew my mind. But I don't think so because they would have I'm sure they would have been it. Well, no. How would they have figured that out? But that'd be pretty interesting. Actually. And you got to think about it. That fight happened the first day of school. So there would have been no reason for her parents to show up until then. Actually, no, that's impossible. You know why? why? No, not impossible, but Ali doesn't live in that in that in that area, though. True. I think they said they. Well, that is, that doesn't mean they can't be his her daughter. She could, you know, she could live elsewhere or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't. That would be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I know we know we're gonna get Ali in some form. We don't know when or, or not or, when, but we don't know how. What if Ali is? What was the kid's name? Um, in Karate Kid Three, was it Barnes? The kid that come on, that bro, don't say. Oh, you mean like that's her husband or her son? No, well, no, that Tori's his daughter. Right, I could see something yeah. like that happening because, and it's been speculated. He's went out and said, I, I, I forgot his name, but he's went out. Mike Barnes basically has went out and said he would love to be part of of uh, of Cobra Kai. So I could absolutely see something like that. Like he's Tori's dad. That could. Absolutely, because they never say her last name, so I could see something like that. I think eventually we're going to get him. I don't think we're going to get him in season three, honestly, though, only because of ev- all the rumors I hear. Because yeah, of all we'll the rumors we're hearing, there's so many people already coming back. I don't think they're going to blow their load on all, on all of it on one season. And I think when you see the response that people have had to Cobra Kai now that's on Netflix, they are. I, I'm calling it on record right now. There's going to be at least five seasons of Cobra Kai, not five more, but they're going to at least make season five. So we got season three coming in 2000 and 2001. I think we're for sure going to get two more seasons out of that. Yeah, I th- I think so already because didn't they already say they're doing a season four? Yeah, season four is happening. Right. So I think they're going to get at least five to six seasons minimum because yeah. season three and four is already booked. Let's say for whatever reason, season four absolutely crashes. Mm-hmm. They're still going to have to do one final season no matter what. So yeah. I think at minimum we get five or six seasons. And honestly, and I know you may disagree or a lot of people might disagree, I don't think, and I don't give a fuck how successful the show is, I don't think any show, I don't care how successful it is, should go past between six to eight seasons. Look at some of the greatest shows ever. They haven't See, gone past that. Because then I, it gets... I agree. Sorry, because I look at a show like Walking Dead. Who, I was a huge fan of Walking Dead. But honestly, I haven't followed up in the last two seasons of Walking Dead because what are they on? Like season 10 or something? Like after a while, like, you know, there's shows like Grey's Anatomy. I mean, I've never seen Grey's Anatomy or certain shows where they're like 300 episodes. That's nuts. I think six to eight seasons and that's it. You want to create a brand new show, like a spinoff and start like how they did um, 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 oh, shit. Better Call Saul off of Breaking Bad? Sure. Whole new storylines, whole new characters, sure. But c- continue Breaking Bad, one of the greatest greatest shows ever. They only went for like six seasons, I think. Um, you know, uh, Ozark's a pretty good show. They're only going to go a couple seasons. Sopranos was a phenomenal show. I think they only had like six or seven seasons, if I'm not mistaken. And slew of shows that only had a couple seasons. What's your thoughts on that? I think so. So two, two, one of my favorite shows of all time is Supernatural, right? Supernatural was built was made as as a five season show the the original creator had a a five season plan they stuck to it those first five seasons the story even if you don't like the 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 writing or the acting well the the acting the story in those five seasons is one of the best stories ever in tv i stand by that even like some people can't get into supernatural because of the cheesy acting or whatever i understand that but the story was great season six and seven were fucking trash i fell off the show it's on season 15 now. 
And the last five seasons have been almost just as good as the first five. They refound their footing. A new creator came on, they refound their footing. But what I will say is that that's rare, right? Especially a show that's on for 15 seasons to still find a way to get back good usually shows because people get tired. People need new challenges. People need new whatever. I think after five or six seasons, you stop. If you get a... a, a, a um. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, no, if you if you get if you get um, inspiration to come back to it, come back to it two years down the road. Do a special season or whatever. But I think they did that with prison yes. break. Yeah, yeah. Do do that. But I think I agree with it. If you if you have just you go continuously, everything get everything gets stale. I don't care what the best show you think it is. If it went ten seasons, I guarantee you there was a couple of seasons where it was stale. So I I, I kind of agree with you. I think that. After six seasons, it probably will get bad, but I think it could find its footing again if you if you have the right people in in touch. But generally, five five to six seasons is the perfect stretch. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Game of Thrones, one of the most, if not the most popular show oh, ever. Not actually in my that last season my, was so um, fucking terrible. The last season was so terrible, and I think they went eight seasons. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But that last season was so absolute garbage, and I saw it different than most people because most people grew up with that show and watch it through not me uh, i i i watched that show the week before i started watching the show the week before the series finale and i binged <laughs> it and i bi- i literally binged it in like six days it was so good but that last season was really hard to watch and this is i saw all of it compacted so you know i'm in it and i'm in it yeah. and it's so easy to see that last season was just trash but yeah why wait till it gets to trash? I say six to eight seasons and call it a day. And my my favorite show of all time, Breaking Bad, had six seasons, I believe. Or I was believe it five? six seasons, yes. And uh, I love the fact that they stuck their, to their guns because Breaking Bad was at an all-time high the season before the last season. They could have easily said, look, we're going to extend it two more seasons because it's doing so good. I love that they stuck to it. And then they found a great spinoff in Better Call Saul. So, yeah. Which is doing think, great. Yeah, doing great. Uh, which also is its next season Next season that is its last season, and they're ending while it's at an all-time high. Sons of Anarchy, another one, great show. Ended when it needed to end, so I, I feel. How long I, did they go? They went five. Uh, like five, that six, went six 12? seasons. Six seasons, I think. So yeah, see, I think that's a great sweet spot, man. Like five, six, seven, eight. Once you start getting into nine, ten, twelve, fifteen, it's a little crazy. Yeah. But anyway, we went a little off topic there. I mean, hey, that's what we do here, bro. This is this is a conversation between brothers about film and TV. Um, so I think we went through all the major storylines, right? Can you think of any one that we that we miss? You know, just one last thing, only because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. How about the Cobra Kai, the original Cobra Kai reunion, where all the oh, guys got back? I did together. want to talk about that, bro. Yeah, and t- I when they when I knew when I at the beginning of the episode when I kind of figured out the route they're gonna go, I'm like, this is gonna be the worst episode of the season. But they, the way that that episode ended, the the bar fight, like everything in it, it was such a nostalgia fest, bro. To think, because look, bro, I mean, I know me and you didn't grow up together, right? But imagine if me and you, we've known each other for a while, but when we get into our like forties, bro, like to have like that one last ride. Like I'm sure if, if we're if we're done podcasting, I'm sure by the time we're forty, we're gonna be like, hey, let's just do it one more time. <laughs> exactly. I'm actually just yeah. pull out the microphones. I'm gonna probably still have my freaking snowball and you're like, oh, let's do it one more time. Absolutely. And what 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 was kind of crazy there was Tommy, the character they were visiting, he had cancer in the show on uh, the mm-hmm. show, and actually he had cancer in real life. He passed away since then, unfortunately. But um yeah, it was it was uh definitely cool to see the nostalgia. The only thing is we were missing Dutch. Remember Dutch was like the blonde haired kid? Mm-hmm. He wasn't in it. I guess they reached out. The story goes like they reached out to him, but he was, 
uh, something about time time scheduling and also he he's like done with acting and there was some conflicts there so Dutch didn't come back but everybody else came back and I, I thought it was cool to see again for the nostalgia factor the original Cobra Kai ride one more time and then to see that that to know that that guy had cancer in real life and passed away in real life is like such a great send off man yeah and there was either a, there was also a um uh callback if you want to call it that because if you remember in Karate Kid Part One. When when Johnny and Daniel are fighting, Tommy, the character who has cancer, in the background, he was uh, he was uh, one in the back that was always yelling and like I feel like he was more of a villain than Johnny in some ways in part one, but <laughs> he was one that was in the in the back that was like yeah put him in a body bag, and and actually the last we saw of him in the show Cobra Kai was him in a body bag, so I think that was sort of a little a callback. I don't think they realized the guy would die in real life because they probably wouldn't have done that, um, but yeah. It was cool to see Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, what do you think about just like some random scenes before we get into the final one? What do you think about like a Johnny isn't that much older than us, so having him have these scenes where he just doesn't know how to use the internet to me is just ridiculous, bro. I get it, I get it. He's oh, bro, the old Johnny's man. way older than us, man. Is he? Yeah, because okay, let me ask you this question: How far off do you think Johnny and and Daniel are? In real life? Yeah. I'd say probably not more than about two or three years. I, I really don't know. But just for perspective, Ralph Macho, I think, is like 57. Damn, really? Yeah, I'm, I'll look it up. But I'm 99% positive. I'm 99% Shit. positive. Yeah, you have to remember, that movie came out in the early 80s. Uh, yeah. It came out before I was born. You're right. Uh, So let's see. William Zapka. He's 54 years old. 54 oh, shit. years old. God yeah. damn. I guess I guess because I was a kid when I watched Karate Kid, like I, I keep forgetting and that movie technically did come out before I was born because it came out in 82, right? Or 84. It was one of the one of the other. Uh, yeah, Daniel, by the way, is going to be 58 at the end of this year. Now, here's here's this. Try this on for size. Daniel is five or six years older than Miyagi was during Miyagi's run. Damn. Because Miyagi was in his late early 50s during that run and daniel's gonna be 58 in november that just put everything into perspective for me bro that's crazy all right so i guess this scene makes more sense i'm watching it and keep like i said because like i was a kid they were kids when i was watching i'm like they can't be that much older than me like how does he not know how to use the internet but no that actually puts him a little bit younger than uh, about five years younger than my mom so i guess that makes sense because anytime my mom gets a new piece of technology bro i dread that shit like when yeah, she said she was ordering me. the Apple Watch, legit, I was like, no, God, why? Why? <laughs> that's why? all on you now. That's like me with technology. Shit. Yeah. I'm 37 uh, and I have trouble with technology. Bro, I swear to God, when I was watching it, I was like, that's JB. That's JB. <laughs> I'm William Zapka, for real. <laughs> all right. So uh, moving in, let's go ahead and get into it. We've, we've hyped it for since the beginning of this. Bro, let's get into this last fight. This this brawl that pops out between the, uh, the high school. Like, first of all, I just want to get this out the way. What was the character's name? Was it Silverback? What was the the guy's name? The old, the old, the grown man who joins Cobra Kai. It was something back. Razorback. I don't remember. Razor. Whatever. The fact that this motherfucker was hitting kids at the end of the show, like arrest that motherfucker. Like he was chopping kids and headbutting them. Is like. The fact that they had the balls to even do show that on screen was crazy to me. But I didn't like when he was like, "Oh, I got this." I'm like, he's just, he was applying for the security guard. I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna go in there and break it up." And he started like headbutting people in the Miyagi Do, and he's a grown ass man. And these are like 15, That's 16 year olds kids. That's a fucking salt. Like arrest that motherfucker. I had no, I, I did not expect that. But coming off that, 
the way that this brawl kept escalating and escalating, and I hyped it before, it started with Tori saw Sam kiss Miguel. She got on the intercom and said she was going to basically beat her ass. And then they meet in the hallway. And it, and it seems as if first it's going to start as a fight just between them. And you think it's going to end with maybe Sam getting hurt or whatever. Robbie shows up. He sees it. He he kind of pins Tori against the locker room. And, and right as this happened, and Miguel sees it and think he thinks Robbie's hitting his girl. And he just goes off, and then it just escalates into this brawl on multiple floors school. throughout the school. Every, all Cobra Kai, Miyagi-Do, everywhere across the school, this fight's breaking down and happening. Bro, this was one of the most awesome fight scenes I have seen on the show in my fucking life, bro. It was. We got more karate throughout this season, I think, than the first, but this shit made both seasons worth it that it led to this. That fight scene, first of all, whoever wrote that was is fucking genius because there was so much going on. But it didn't feel like suffocating. And I think it was shot well. The cinematographer was shot well as well because although there was chaos going on all over the place, it didn't seem cluttered. And they did their, they did a good job of focusing on the major characters. You know, Sam, Robbie, Tori, um, Miguel, Hawk, uh, etc. They did a good job of doing all that. So the scene was just incredible, man. I mean... We, we, we didn't really get too many fighting montages too much in, in Cobra Kai Season 1. And and even in this in this one, we had very few. But here, it made up for the entire season. It made up for the entire fucking franchise. I mean, it was I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then, just what do we take away from this? So, uh, there's a lot of different things that come out of it. Number one, we saw, we saw Miguel, you know, Miguel and Robbie fight. And Miguel had a chance to break Robbie's arm. But what what happened? He remembered. He remembered uh, Johnny saying, "Hey, sometimes you have to have mercy." So what yeah. did he do? Instead of breaking Robbie's arm, he let up on him. He let his guard down, which is what Johnny said, and what ended up happening. Robbie got back, hit him, kicked him. Miguel goes over the rail, falls on the rail with his back, but breaks his yeah. neck. So now his neck is broken. So Johnny has to feel like shit because now. If it wasn't for Johnny's words, even though his words were the right thing, maybe Miguel is not in this spot. On top of that, you have his son did. Tori and Sam. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. I didn't even think about that. His son did. So he had to feel even worse because not only did his son do it, but he also caused Miguel to like kind of let up in a way. And then you have Tori and Sam going at it. So uh, this again is and now that you said before about Ali being could be Tori's daughter. That'd be or even Terry Silver or something like that. That'd be fucking in, or or um, Mike Barnes. That'd be interesting because obviously you got to think Daniel is not going to be a big fan of Tori. He she just put her, her daughter, his daughter, in the hospital. So interesting. What are your thoughts on all that? Because there was so many moving parts going on in that fight. Yeah, and then on top of that, we get Hawk and the nerd guy who were childhood friends, nerds and outcasts together. Uh, it culminating in like Hawk just wanting to beat his ass. Like there was every storyline through the first two seasons culminated in this every single one when you think about the fact that um robbie who didn't like his dad his mother is damn near as bad as fucking miss larusso who popped up this season mm. uh just left him in the house which is something we didn't talk about left him with uh, cereal and no milk put, yeah cereal no milk no, no food other than that and he was filling up with water but then the electricity goes out yeah they paid the rent but the electricity goes out then she comes back she's going uh to rehab and then at one point another thing we didn't talk about is danny goes to johnny to see if, if Robbie can come stay with him. And he sees him with Crease and he's like, oh, fuck it. You just, you, you tell me you're still a dick. Um, but finally, Robbie's back with Johnny. They have a heart to heart. He tells him he loves him. He missed a call from Miguel, who Miguel was calling to ask him for advice. And then this shit happens. 
every single storyline of this of this season has led back up to here. The fight with uh, with Tori and Sam, with like Tori using her bracelet that we saw earlier in the season, kind of scratch Sam. Um, just every little thread. I mean, what do they call it? Like Chekhov's gun. All those little items in the in the show that we saw paid off here. Um, the fact that I didn't think that they were going to go for it, bro. When 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 Miguel f- f- fell over that thing, I'm like, these motherfuckers are going to. I thought what was going to happen, it was going to cut to black there, and it was going to say the end of the season. We weren't going to see if he fell on something or what. But the 100%. fact that then we, and then we see him in the hospital, and they're like, we don't even know if he's going to make it. Not not just be paralyzed or whatever. That that the doctors say we don't know if he's going to pull out from this. He may die. Just added so much weight to this shit, bro. So so much more weight than what you've seen in shows like this. Go ahead. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I I agree with you. I thought when Miguel fell, I thought that was gonna be the end of the season right there. Mm-hmm. That's the cliffhanger. And the fact that we got more after that, when I saw the next scene, I literally popped. I was like, yo, they're giving us more, so we could find yeah. out what's going on. But. We were, we didn't realize that there would be even a cliffhanger, obviously, to come, which we'll we'll talk about at the end. But yeah, I so much so much shit going on there, and and everything being interwoven and tied together. So it it left off the season at a really nice spot because a lot of questions were answered, but mm-hmm. then a whole bunch of other questions are now coming up that we're gonna get the answers for in season three. So it's interesting. So now we have uh, we have. Uh, Robbie, who feels like shit, obviously, he ran away because he didn't mean to, to do it. Yeah, he meant to kick his ass, but not fucking kill him or, or paralyze him. So he feels like shit. Tori and, and, and is banged up. He, he, her, that's his bo- her boyfriend, basically. Miguel Miguel's in the hospital. And now Johnny, who has nobody, the one person that he was kind of getting close to, which was uh, Miguel's mom, now wants nothing to do with him. She's like, stay away from my son. Stay away from me. He has nothing. We see him on, on the beach. The last thing he has left in this world. Well, let me re- let me reverse before that. The two things he has left at this point is Cobra Kai and his his vehicle. He goes back to Cobra Kai only to see that Kreese has underhandedly taken Cobra Kai from him because Johnny never had a written agreement with the landlord. Mm-hmm. So he just had a handshake. Kreese uh, went in there and took Cobra Kai from under him. And that's it. He lost Cobra Kai. Keep in mind, uh, something to keep in mind here is Kreese is dirt poor. He has no money. So where is he going to get the money to fund all this? And that has to reintroduce Terry Silver because Terry Silver, we know, is a fucking multimillionaire. And they're war buddies and they're like brothers. So that could be a little tidbit right there. But then again, so now Johnny's only left with his vehicle. What happens? We see him on the beach. He's drinking. He just fucking chucks his phone away, leaves his, his, his car at the beach. And that's it. It's just Johnny. And Daniel, on the other side, is going through the same struggle because now his daughter is hurt. His prize student has basically almost now paralyzed somebody, mm-hmm. which Daniel has to feel a type of way. Like, what am I doing here? You saw, like, throughout the season, he was talking to Miyagi like, hey, am I doing the right thing? Daniel is no longer in balance, if you want to look at that. They talk a lot about, about balance. In the you know the original trilogy, Daniel's not in balance, so that could lead Daniel to be like, hey, you know what? I need to find balance. Shit's not going right with my wife, not going right with my my training, not going around with my daughter. I need to find balance. The last time he needed to find balance, and he, he kind of found back that balance was when they went to Okinawa, and now maybe he goes back to Okinawa, and then we see Chosen and Kumiko even. Yeah, um, I think next season is going to be the season of discovery for both Johnny and Danny, and I think uh. I wouldn't be surprised if the first couple of episodes 
neither one of them are in the valley. Um, Johnny too. And, yeah, Johnny too. I don't know where he's gonna go, but I, I, I mean, and I think ultimately where I see it going, or how I said my speculation for season three, is I think they're gonna join forces to take down Crease. I love that because when you just said they're not going to be, you don't think either of them gonna be in the valley. I could see that, and now like they come back and Cobra Kai is running, running rough shot in the valley. Mm-hmm. They're just like a, a bunch of fucking thugs, maybe led by Hawk. And now Danny and Johnny have to come back. And now they've, like you said, I would love to see it. Now they join forces. Now it's two on one, and um, and you we would have already got our fill of Kumiko and Chosen, um, mm-hmm. in Okinawa. I don't think we might get them as like a uh, long term, like long term people. Maybe just a short piece, because those two guys, if you look at their filmography, they're fucking busy as shit. Probably more than anybody mm-hmm. on this entire show. They do like multiple movies and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Kumiko and, and and Chosen. But anyway. You get that, and he comes back, and now they have to join forces. And then, again, now you can introduce Terry Silver. So now you have Terry Silver and, and Chris on one side, and you have Johnny and uh, and Daniel on one side. That could be interesting. And I think this season is going to show – well, I think if, well, if you haven't seen it, noticed it already. Like, without Mr. Miyagi, Danny is – He's Johnny. Him and Johnny aren't that far apart. The only different the thing that differentiated them is Johnny always had Miyagi to rely on. But now that Miyagi isn't there, and I mean, we see it in, at one part in the season when he's kind of lost thinking of how they get more um, students, and he sees that guy who's fishing like Miyagi did kind of give him some advice, which I kind of didn't like that they did that. I get it. Yeah. With the, I don't like anybody, the idea of anybody replacing Mr. Miyagi, but whatever. Um, but Johnny is still, even his, being a 50-year-old man, he's still someone who needs that leadership. He needs that guidance, and when he doesn't have, have it, he does some fucked up shit. Exactly. And and yeah. yeah, so they're both they're this is a good way to now they're both at the same level. They both have lost a lot. Yeah. They both are lost themselves and uh they both have to find themselves. So I think I think yeah, I think we see Johnny and Daniel walk that same path for at least for a couple seasons in the beginning of uh season three. So it'll be so, interesting to see where they go with it. So we 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 got the line. There was a, a small part of the announcement that uh that Cobra Kai was on Netflix that it was like a little preview of season three. All we hear is Danny saying, someone saying, you don't, you don't know the story or you, I can't remember the exact phrase, but but no, Danny said, but he's like a father to me. He told me everything, but it was another voice that's saying, you don't know the full picture. You don't know the full story. And then we see chosen when, cause you know, you, you posted that, that freeze frame of it, basically flipping Danny over and then stabbing down the side. Um, what do you think that is? What do you think is the picture that he's saying that, and it, obviously it involves Miyagi, that doesn't, that I, I have a I have a theory, and I think you're going to think my theory is batshit ass crazy, so I want you to give yours first. So, yeah, I mean, it could be a multiple things. First of all, I think also their story is going to be in line with Sato and Miyagi, where, and I think we talked about this before, where Chosen was kind of shamed by Danielson at the uh, at the end of uh, episode, uh, excuse me, um, Karate Kid Two. So they ha- they might have that long term beat, but also because he said that line, you don't know the full story. It'll be interesting to find out if Chosen was really like Miyagi's son. But I just don't see that happening because that that would totally like that would totally like put dirt on Miyagi. I feel like it, it would kind of lose value on Miyagi. Like Miyagi is the type of person that would take care of his son. There could be a play that oh he didn't know he had a son. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know how they're gonna reintroduce him, man. I, I have I have theories, but it's all fucking crazy ass theories. Okay, here's my theory. 
So we know that, or we speculate that Danny's going back to Okinawa to kind of center himself, right? Yes. yes. I think that he's going to run into Chosen. He's going to think, just like he does with Danny, Chosen is just an asshole. What if Mr. Miyagi went back to Okinawa because he remembered Chosen was going astray and he trained Chosen for a while? And the, the and thing Chosen that is the one that gives him balance? And we're, and we're going to suspect, and you know, everyone's going to suspect Chosen's still this asshole. Danny's, maybe they have a brief fight like he did with Johnny in this season. And then uh, Chosen is really trying to help him. And then Danny's like, well, how, how like, this, this asshole hasn't changed. And Chosen's like, no, Mr. Miyagi came back. And he got me back on the right path. Sato gave, Sato gave up on me. Mr. Miyagi came back to Okinawa because he knew that I, w- I could be a problem. And he trained me. And now I lead a Miyagi do, uh, dojo here. And Danny's like, and that would explain the conversation. He's like, no, there's no way. Mr. Miyagi told me everything. He would tell me if he came back and trained you. So what, what, if, he, what if that's what happened? Yeah, I love that. And they don't even have to put Miyagi in that. Because remember, at the end of um, uh, Karate Kid 2, Sato is now a good guy again. Sato... Yeah. And Miyagi have the same trainer, which is Maggie's dad. Sato is Miyagi, though. Sato learns. He has Miyagi. That's True. what he, he knows. But so, the only reason I think it has to involve Miyagi is because of the line, he told me everything. I was like a son to him. So something in that has to involve Mr. Miyagi. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're 100% right. So, yeah, I yeah. can could, I could see that, that. And then Chosen is the one that brings back Daniel. It's kind of like, kind of like uh, Rocky Three when Creed is the one to pull up back Rocky. I mean, they were enemies in one and two, mm-hmm. and then Creed is the one to br- bring Rocky back up. So we could kind of see something like that, which would be awesome because it'd be cool to see Chosen as a good guy versus a bad guy. And yeah. we might still, well, we might still get some fighting because I don't think they'll be like you know best friends from off rip, but exactly. it'll, it's probably something that could involve evolve that way. And uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Now, I do also think that. Daniel and his wife are probably going to maybe be separated in some sort of way, especially with all this happening. Yeah. And your daughter's in the fucking hospital, and you you think now is the right time to go to freaking Okinawa? So with him and his wife being separated, we could also see Kumiko come back, and maybe there's a little bit of love interest there. I don't think it's going to be long term. I think they'll have their little thing, and then they realize like, okay, yeah, we did the right thing. You know, what do you? How do you think Kumiko comes back? Does Kumiko even come back? I don't know if Kumiko comes back or not. Um, like you said, I think they're going to save some of this stuff for future seasons. I mean, I know he's in Okinawa, so it would make sense. Hell, maybe Chosen and Kumiko are now married. I don't know. But I was thinking that just now, bro. Imagine. <laughs> but I, I think, though, like, the the what what me and you basically both agreeing with Chosen. Now, think of it. It would do a lot a lot for the story. If if Danny goes back and Chosen's actually a good guy, they fight briefly, and he doesn't believe it at first, and Chosen has to prove to him that, no, I'm, I'm on the good path, then maybe that gives Danny, because we said him and Danny, him and Danny and Johnny are probably going to team up to take down Kreese, so while he's in Okinawa, he sees, well, hell, if Chosen was able to change, maybe I need to give Danny another, I mean, maybe I need to give Johnny another chance. Yeah, and Chosen was is a Way million worse. times worse than Johnny. He was going to kill Danny. Kill like, he ass. would have killed him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Johnny's just a little brainwashed. Chosen's just fucking nuts. So if there's hope for Chosen, there, maybe there is hope for Johnny, like you said. I think that's a great theory, and now that opens up the door for a Johnny and Daniel um, um, uh, partnership to take on Crease and, and possibly uh, Terry. There you go. We just figured, writers, if this isn't the story, if this ends up being the storyline, we we need our check. Where the fuck is our check set? Now there's one other person we haven't talked about much, and that's Allie. At the end of at the end of uh, season True. two, we see the phone ringing. It's Allie with an eye uh, calling. Uh, uh-huh. We know she's a a a, a, um, 
she works in pediatrics. We don't know if she's a nurse, she's a surgeon, whatever, but she could very well be the one that ends up saving Miguel's life or maybe causes Miguel to be able to walk again. What we know, well, we we know the chosen and Danny are going to be be involved in some type of storyline. So yeah, it makes sense. What if Johnny leaves to and gets back in touch with Allie, and then the, through them talking and reconnecting, he's like, "Yeah, this is what happened," and she's like, "I think I can save that kid." And then they go back. Yeah, and like I think a lot of people have been speculating, like, "Oh, Daniel and Allie will um have some sort of old flame revisited, and probably you I think know, it's going to be jo- Johnny and Allie." One hundred percent, I think it's yeah. going to be Johnny because Johnny needs. Daniel has enough. Johnny needs something to center him. And think about it. When they were kids, when Johnny had issues with his parents, had issues with Crease, more than likely, Allie would have been the one that he would have went to because Allie and him, we saw the end of their relationship in the Card Kid 1, but they dated, I think, two, three years before that, like pretty much throughout high school, except for their, their final year there. So I'm sure Allie knows Johnny better than a lot of people. So they'll have that connection there. And we don't know if Allie's single or not. Well, no, she's definitely not single because the name came up as Allie Mills in some long-ass last name. So she she's could be clearly divorced. married. Yeah. She could be divorced. You're right. She could be divorced or separated. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that goes. Or Daniel being the poon, poon dog as we know him to be, that could cause a whole new conflict now because it's like, oh, no, she was my girl. No, she's my girl. Now they're fighting over fucking Allie. Yeah, I hope this. Now, I really hope that most of the season is – Johnny and Danny being on the same side of things. Maybe season three ends with Johnny going back to Cobra Kai to rebuild because they got creased the hell up out of there. And then season four, maybe it's another All-Valley tournament. We just lead back up into them training their students. So who knows? Honestly, if if we get all that shit we just talked about, I have no idea where the fuck they could go for season four. Terry Silver. Kreese gets his ass kicked yet again, and he goes back and gets Terry Silver just like he did in Karate Kid 3. So, so you don't think we get Terry's? You think maybe we get Terry Silver like at the end? of season three i think even if terry silver pops up let's say terry silver crease goes and has they one meeting with terry silver yeah they two. do i think he's coming back but i think if if things go the way that we are expecting they're going because i think crease has to be the main villain terry yes. silver's maybe sprinkled in there but at the end of season three he's the main villain because we know he has just as bad as a he doesn't like losing as bad as crease so crease gets his ass beat he loses Cobra Kai again, and this time Terry Silver comes back with his students, and they say, "Oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get Johnny and Danny in next year's tournament." Yeah, and then maybe we get uh, Mike Barnes in season four as well. That motherfucker. <laughs> and then season five, we get um, we get um, fuck, we get Jaden Smith. <laughs> Bro, if they ever bring him on the show, now Hillary Swank at that point. Let's just go ahead and bring the Swank in. Um, but that's it, bro. That's our review overall. Uh, rating for season two of Cobra Kai, what you giving it? I think I gave season one eight and a half out of ten, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And if 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 that was the case, I have to give this a nine out of ten because this one was better than season one. I'm not saying miles better, um, but this was really, I mean, almost close to perfection. The dialogue was, I mean, if some of the acting was a little bit stronger, this might very well be a ten out of ten. Yeah. Uh it's it's a nine and a half for me. Um, the only thing that kept it from giving it a ten to me is that. Those tens have to be. Pre- it was. I was considering giving this a ten for like a day, bro. Um, but yeah, the acting is definitely. St- I mean, it's kids, so you, you get right. you get what you get with that. Um, but overall, this is one of the best seasons of any television I've ever watched, bro. Absolutely. You know what? I'm absolutely terrified of though. This like, season three is gonna be trash. Yeah, bro. This sh- there's so many expectations. They just dropped on Netflix. You know, with everything that's going on with Freeze, Johnny, Ali's coming back, possibly getting chosen. 
I feel like there's so much. The show never had so much. It's like sports. When everybody believes in you, there's so many expectations. When you're an underdog, you have no, you there's nothing to go. So mm-hmm. I just hope that it doesn't fall flat on their face. But they've already, you know, locked in season three. They're locked in season four. So even if it does kind of gets a little bit stagnant, hopefully they pull it back. But I don't want to be negative. Hopefully it continues to grow because so far we've gotten two seasons of excellent television. And the thing that I that I have. Because typically Netflix lets their creators, the showrunners, do what they plan to do. They don't really get involved a lot. And I think season three, now that Netflix is involved, is going to have a higher budget. It's going to have a higher production value probably. But I hope overall it just gives the creators more tools and probably bigger checks to bring in some of those other names. Like we talked about, can they afford Hillary Swank? They're on Netflix now. They probably can at some point, right? Absolutely. 100%. So I mean, I think I think overall it's going to be a better production. I have they they'd have to I'd have to see it be worse before I believe it's going to be worse. There's a chance, but right now I believe in it. Right. So what would what would your ideal ending of season three be? Just like that cliffhanger. What about Debo walking in and being like, "What you got in my drink, homie?" Debo? Yeah. No, no, bro. Uh, Too much. Honestly. You know what? Let's go the Rocky. Is it Rocky Two ending? Let's have Johnny and and Danny in in a dojo saying, you know what? Let's finally just do a let's let's just fight and see who's gonna win between us. No, that was the end no of tournament, III. no nothing. And then the ding ding cut to black. We never yeah, see that, what happens with that fight. That, yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. Um, I don't think they're gonna they would do that though because they you know uh, the the way the show works, it looks like they like doing that hanger like the, with the cliffhangers. Yeah. So yeah, but I would they they should definitely do that. And you know what? They might actually do that. I'm not saying it'll be at the last episode of the season, but we might get we might that get may that be the fight. last episode of the series. Whenever they know that they're having their last season, that may be the final scene. Is them getting ready to do black. a fight and it cuts to black. Yeah, I could definitely see that, which would be a, a, a fitting end, absolutely. Because t- technically, if we're being honest, um, as much as so that fight that they had in that tournament, Danny was hurt already, and then Danny did win, but he won with an illegal kick. Correct. So Which they we, mentioned. We, yeah, we've never had an official straight up fight between them two. Well, I mean, we know we had the one in the in the in uh Johnny's house, but I mean they stopped that. So just to see who won, that'll be a great way to end it. Exactly. That's it. We just wrote the whole fucking show. There next. you go. That's it. On That's to the it. Next, next show, one. Yeah. JB, go ahead and give them your social media so we can get the hell up out of here. So I can be reached on Twitter at the P1JB at T H E E P one JB. I can also be reached on social media, Jabashrula. Uh King Hayes is gonna give you all the extra info on that um and i just want to say man it's been fun going through the trilogy of karate kid and then these two seasons of cobra kai um really enjoyed and 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 uh yeah i'll shoot it back over to uh hayes to go ahead and uh, wrap it up and and also uh give the, the the listeners a sneak peek of what's to come all right, you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us at the Film Frequency. Uh, you can uh, no at the Film Bros Pod. Sorry, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. The Film Frequency Pod at gmail.com. You can also search the Film Frequency on Facebook to join our wonderful discussion group where we'll be talking about this and other stuff. We'll probably need to try to do another watch party here shortly. Um, but yeah, so what's coming up next for us? Uh, we'll probably it'll probably be tinted up next, just depending on if we're both able to watch it by the time we record next week. But our next series is going to be I forgot we still haven't titled it, but we'll be reviewing New Jack City, Juice, and what's the third movie, JB? Above the Rim. Above the Rim. So uh throwback classics. Uh I, I refrain from calling them hood classics because that's just typical. We need to come up with a with a better name than that. But that's what we'll be reviewing next. But we out this week. Peace. Peace.